Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. Am I correct that uh, when this episode airs, we will have just wrapped on principal photography for Somnium? You are indeed correct. That is a, that is an assumption that you have made that is accurate. What a mindfuck. I cannot believe that. We did it, Caleb. We made a movie. <laughs> By the time people hear this, we will have we will have fucking made a movie. <laughs> we'll have fucking made a, we have filmed a movie at this point. Yeah. So I mean they're I mean, assuming, hoping all goes according to plan and everything was filmed exactly as we intended it to. Um I mean, probably not the case, but that would be really great if it did. Because uh, yeah. that's not how movies work, really. <laughs> um, but now they don't always just go super smoothly, and nothing nothing goes wrong. You would think. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I've only been on one film ever that worked out that way, and uh, honestly, it was. I mean, it was just. It was it was a delight, but I know that they still ended up doing some pickups and stuff like that. But we'll see. Ours is only a short film, so we'll see. I mean, it's like a 30 minute film, but it's still short by, by it's not a feature length film. I'll be curious to see how the, how it, it, it translates to like actual, like on film, because when we did the table read, it was like roughly 45 minutes, which was exciting yeah. to me because that, that means that even if it ends up being shorter visually that we've still hit within that, uh, that length, the goal that we had of the, that like 30 to 45 minute kind of like TV episode right. uh, sweet spot. Yeah. Like a, uh, like a black mirror episode. You know? Exactly. That's, that's kind of what this uh, started felt like. Yeah. That would be nice if it ends up hitting that, but we'll see. I mean, who knows what gets cut and you know, or what we end up filming and making movies is weird, but I, I am Caleb. I am proud of us. I am proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what we've done here. You you said I want to make a movie, less less than a year ago. You said to me yeah. I want to make a movie, and then and then you said to me several months later, "Hey, let's just fucking make a movie." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." Like, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, and then we wrote a movie, and we're like, "Well, shit." And then you found a director, and I was like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> and then we had a cast and a crew, and I'm like. I have I have plane tickets booked in a hotel and like we're 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 filmed like I, like 
two two days from from when we record this this moment. I will be I'll be hopping a plane to to come back to the uh, to the tundra. Yeah, and we're gonna fucking do this. We're gonna fucking do this, and it's gonna be fantastic. So I beyond excited. I, I I have to say to to all of the people that have supported us for four plus years now, uh, thank you for giving us the uh, the continual motivation to one day just end up saying fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> right it was it was good encouragement uh and it led to this very moment um to where we could talk about wild movies including about uh, making one of our own so that being said hello and welcome to the never heard of a podcast i'm your host michael fight and i am definitely caleb and uh nobody else <laughs> so uh we are um we're review. We, you know, this April we decided to do something a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We uh, we decided to to actually review movies that are big and popular, big name movies. I mean, we got four on the docket. So we had Independence Day. We've got the the Suicide Squad. We've got um, Fast and the Furious, and we've yeah. got Top Gun. Right. Four huge movies. I mean, like these are blockbuster movies. It's it's really fun to kind of to stray a little bit from our from our usual format every now and then just just change it up and just like you know keep people on their toes and whatnot. I don't know what the hell happened last week. We were supposed to do Independence Day and like somehow we watched some weird movie called Independence Disaster and it was a disaster. And I, I mean I don't know, but I, I think we I think we nailed it this time with with, with Suicide Squad. I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, although like I have to say, it wasn't so. Will Smith was was in Independence Day, but then we we realized like he wasn't in Independence Day's Aster, but like mm-hmm. I thought he was also in Suicide Squad. Yeah, you know I was under that impression as well because I remember very specifically. Also, like Margot Robbie is also in Suicide Squad, but I like don't remember seeing her in this. I also like I could have sworn that Suicide Squad was a, like, uh, well. Listen. It's a DC property. Like I know, I've read the comic books, yeah. and I could have sworn that the movie was based on those comic books. But like, this doesn't seem like it was. Fuck, Michael, did we do it again? Oh my god, we did it. Uh, we did it again, uh, Caleb. We fucked up. What did we watch? I think we watched this movie called Sinister Squad. Oh god Instead, damn it, Michael! God I, damn it! Uh, this is an <laughs> error upon errors. <laughs> Let me tell you. Listen, folks, we, we promise we'll we'll get our shit together next week. We'll get it right. We're gonna have Fast and Furious for you. But I guess I I, I guess we gotta roll with whatever this this nonsense was. Yeah, so so I guess accidentally we watched uh the movie Sinister Squad, which is available on Tubi TV, and uh I gotta tell you, this was the worst episode of Once Upon a Time I've ever watched. Uh <laughs> And I mean, there it is. <laughs> I'm laughing because when I tried to explain to Ellen, so um, I, I I knew that this was su- supposed to be a, a suicide, suicide Squad mockbuster. I knew that. Uh, I started to watch it last night before I went to bed, <laughs> and I reached a point where I just I was I was getting too tired and I had to go to sleep. But I'm like, well, I got I got to be at least halfway through this. I got to be like, so much time has passed. Not even a third of the way through. So I went back to, I went to bed and, you know, this morning I had some, some free time in between meetings. So I watched another, another third of it. And, uh, over lunch I was trying to explain to Ellen, I was like, so it's like, it's like the suicide squad, 
But uh, like, what's that fucking uh, fucking fairy tale show you used to watch? <laughs> She's like, oh, once upon a time. I was like, yeah, it's that. <laughs> it was literally that. So I I came uh, I came home today and I I picked Juniper up from her running club and we sat down and Juniper actually loved the show Once Upon a Time. She watched it with her mom. Okay. And we sat down. And I was like, I have to watch this movie. I was like, you know, I I looked at the things and I was like, you you know, you can watch this if you want. I was like, but, you know, it's probably going to be a little bloody. You may not like it. And she's like, eh. So she watched like the first couple of minutes of it. And then she, you know, went and hung out in her room. And then she came and watched the last part of it. And she was like, this is the plot of Once Upon a Time. She's like, this is what that show is about. She's like, I love that show. This is terrible, though. And she, <laughs> she kept being like what and kept like motioning to the movie just like i was like like there was a couple of scenes towards the end she was like that was so fake and i was like <laughs> now you understand <laughs> what i go through every week <laughs> uh, it was great but she thought it was terrible as well so she's a smart kid yeah um tagline super bad but in a good way um here's here's where you here's where you went wrong uh <laughs> That sentence, like you, you just just ended with the first sentence. Mm. Super bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, period. What I, my I had my suspicions, but I did not know for sure. Uh, this was actually a sequel, actually kind of part of a, a miniature cinematic universe uh, for the Avengers Grimm. Uh, oh, I I well, thought they were connected, like in yeah. in either if it was just like same production company. I did not know that it was a sequel. Yeah. So, okay. Here's here's the other thing that we need to to get uh, out of the way right up front here. Uh, we shit on a lot of movies, and you know, a lot of times they're made by like smaller smaller companies and like people with a, with a passion. Just just kind of like what what we're about to do right. uh, uh, next week. Uh, and to to them, we always say like, "Hey, you tried." Uh, this is an asylum film, and you know what? Like, they deserve everything they get. <laughs> They had so much money. Like, they have a good... Like, they're known in the industry. I mean, these are the guys that brought you, like, Sharknado and stuff like that. Like, they have... They've got that Sharknado money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They should know better at this Although, point. I, I will say, uh, it, it it is going to be no surprise to y'all that uh, this movie was garbage. I think it might be the least bad Asylum film that I've seen yet. Uh, and, I mean, that's that's like that's a very very low bar. I'm not saying that it was even approaching like you know the like zero point on the the good to bad spectrum. <laughs> it's still way below. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's no Sharknado. It's yeah, it doesn't have the appeal of absurdity like a movie like Sharknado did. So, uh, you know, it, this is a once upon a time Suicide Squad mix. Um, even down to the bracelets that explode if you do the thing instead of the chip in the head, it's a bracelet on the arm. It's a fucking watch, man. It's just, yeah, it's just like a one of those watches that was like a band instead of like a regular band. It was like a wrist cuff type like, one. It was like silly. a leather cuff, yeah. Yeah. I remember those were super popular, like in the early 2000s. I remember yeah. like wanting one, but then like realizing that like I didn't have like my body was not the aesthetic that supported a watch like that. <laughs> like I wasn't a rugged individual in any way, you know, like mm-hmm. You don't do you don't do nearly enough hiking. Yeah, right? Like, you know, my like, you know, my BMI is far too low. Like my muscle mass <laughs> is far too low for that uh sort of 
my jawline isn't as chiseled as needed for that sort of <laughs> watch. But uh, but I always wanted one when I was when I was a lot younger because I thought I was going to be that guy. I was never that guy. Um, hey, you're not that guy. Okay, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. Uh, that so you ain't it. <laughs> so yeah, this this is fairy tale characters, Suicide Squad mixed. It's really interesting because uh, now knowing that this is a sequel to Avengers Graham, it does kind of make sense because this movie very much does pick up kind of in the middle of a storyline. Yeah. Um, it doesn't give you a lot of character introductions. Like a lot of characters come on the scene and like you learn in passing who they are and you're like, oh, and then they reference a thing that's already happened. I just thought it was bad writing, mm -hmm. um, which it kind of is. Uh, it is. Because like there's no indication that this is a sequel, which is also really important to know. Like there was no indication that this was supposed to be a sequel uh, in, in the marketing materials. So when I watched it, I was like, you're speaking like I should know who these characters are. Like, yeah, I get it's Goldilocks and Alice in Wonderland, but like you're speaking as though I should understand the context of when they say like, oh, well, in my universe, and I'm like, yeah, but bitch, how the fuck did you get to this universe? Like, you need to tell me that. I don't understand. Also, like, so it, it is very much obviously meant to be a Suicide Squad knockoff, as we've said multiple times already, but, but it doesn't really follow a Suicide Squad type plot. And the, the Amanda Waller stand-in in this case is Alice of, of you know, Wonderland fame. Uh, but she is also like one of the primary like principal characters in the other Avengers Grimm movies. And so that would make her more along the lines of one of the, the Avengers team members or maybe like a Nick Fury type character. Right. So it, it doesn't make a lot of sense without any additional context. It makes... Almost no sense for her to be the the Amanda Waller of this story. So, like, it's, listen, I'm listen, I'm on it. Listen, yeah. You know what really makes me mad about this movie? Go on. What, what really fucking chafes me? Sure. It's how now I feel like I have to watch the Avengers Grimm fucking movies. Fucking right. <laughs> more, and there are more than one. There's at least two because there's Avengers Grimm and Avengers Grimm Time War. I don't want to do uh, it. Time Wars. Uh, I feel like I need to watch those in order to like really understand and appreciate what happened in this movie. But I want nothing to do with I, that. I don't. That's time I will never get back. Like, we are busy, Caleb. I don't have time to do that. So I'm hoping that by the time, like, you know, after next week, I'll have just forgotten about this movie and won't want to go and watch Avengers Grimm. But you know, I'll be scrolling through Tubi and see it and be like, ah, fuck. But like, okay, so there's there's Avengers Grimm, there's Avengers Grimm Time Wars, but there is also a whole separate, uh, uh, like Avengers, Avengers slash like MCU style series of knockoffs, uh, including Avengers Force. Avenging Force, sorry, uh, The Amazing Bulk, uh, Captain Battle, Legacy War, uh, Metal Man, uh, let me see, let me see, Thunderstorm, Return of Thor, Agent Beetle, and okay. uh, and of course, uh, somehow also associated with all of this, uh, Rise of the Black Bat. So like, the Asylum has created their own mini fake MCU. But I'm not sure how any of it fits together, and my curiosity is telling me, well, you have to find out, 
And I'm like, bitch, no. <laughs> you gotta find you gotta find the watch order. Like, what is the watch order for this nonsense? Sit the fuck down, curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, so Yeah, so so all of that being said, of course, you know, this movie kind of picks right up where a seemingly those Avengers films uh, come in. So the the plot that we learn is that Rumpelstiltskin uh, has broken some form of magic mirror. I would assume is the Alice in Wonderland through the Looking Glass mirror that it bear, that or it basically keeps blank. all of the different dimensions separate. They just keep referring to it as the magic mirror. So I also right. wonder if perhaps it is the um, like you know mirror mirror on the wall. Sort of oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there are there are multiple references to magic mirrors or magical mirrors uh, throughout fairy tales, so it's hard to say for sure exactly what this is specifically referencing. You know, fun fact: I was in a TV movie called Fairy Tales and Scrambled Eggs, and it was basically a uh, a stage play that they recorded. And I played Papa Bear in this, um, in this play. And the plot of that was the uh, Wicked Witch from, um, I think it was Maleficent, maybe. Like, broke the the used the magic mirror to like bring all these fairy tales together. Uh, and then she was gonna suck a, I for you know what it's been like 30 years I've already forgotten the plot of whatever this was but it was kind of very similar to this although there was a lot less killing in in my version of the movie so hmm. I uh I'll yeah. tell you though like I wouldn't know what to do with all those fairy tales and scrambled eggs <laughs> they call it again everybody <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how many Frasier references can we get into this episode for no reason whatsoever? Um, <laughs> Caller, you're on the line. This is Seattle, Dr. Frasier Crane. Um, yeah, so yeah, so the Rumpelstiltskin, again, this is kind of the once a, uh, once upon a time thing because uh, Rumpelstiltskin is kind of the one of the bad guys in that movie as or in that series. So Rumpelstiltskin, he breaks the mirror, and what we find out that he did it he says accidentally, but he did it to prevent death from coming into this world and basically taking over and making hell on earth. Uh, so our cast of characters, we have the Pied Piper. We've got Alice from Alice in Wonderland. We've got mm -hmm. Goldilocks from, from Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Um, we have Rumpelstiltskin. Um, we have the wolf, the big bad wolf, wolf. Um, we have Blackbeard. Okay, uh, he was in Once Upon a Time, so that's why, I guess. Bluebeard. Mm. Like, who is Bluebeard? Also, fucking creepy character. He was a creepy character. I actually liked Holy his character the best. shit. Um, um, where's, uh, Trey Ireland was just fucking scary as shit in this movie. He did, I, I would have loved a solo movie just about him. But like, obviously, him being the villain because he's he's very bad. But I feel like that's a very Hannibal type character. He's like this serial killer that has somehow infused his knives with like the spirits of his 
dead wives or something? Uh, it's, uh, he's a serial killer that kills women specifically, yeah. and he collects their life life force. Okay, as part and of he his calls strength. them his wives. And he calls them his okay. wives. Okay. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's also not less creepy. No, I mean, I think that's a little more creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is is Bluebeard a real character though? I'm I'm I, I'm looking up now. Like, Bluebeard I mean, he's got to be something it's a french folktale uh okay okay wikipedia refers to him uh the most famous surviving version of which was written by charles perrault blah, blah, blah. So, so it was a story of a wealthy man in the habit of murdering his wives uh and the attempts of one wife to avoid the fate of her predecessors uh so this is a real fairy tale an old okay. french folktale uh i've never heard of that no and like wow today i learned yeah there you go. I mean, that's a cool fairy tale to look up. Now, there also, also was Gelda uh, and Carabas. Okay, like mm-hmm. that's just like really just hammers home how fucking like dark fairy tales are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yes, Gel- Gelda, also known as the the Queen of Hearts, uh, yep. from Alice and uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, uh, and Carabas, who is a uh, a witch demon character, who actually I think, if I remember correctly, makes uh, multiple appearances in the Castlevania franchise. Oh, interesting. Uh, I kind of remember the name, but I don't. Uh, I mean, it sounded familiar, but I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. So maybe that's the case. Um, but she's like a she. I thought she was the. I mean, she's not obviously not the Hansel and Gretel one because they never make a reference to that. Oh, I'm sorry. I may, it might not be in the Castlevania franchise specifically, but uh, Carabas is a familiar that you can collect in the Bloodstained uh, game, which was created by the the creator of Castlevania, gotcha. uh, and has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of similarities and, and overlap with those games. So that's that's why it was so. Uh, top of my head because I had recently played them. Oh, sure, uh, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, so there, there's your plot, basically. So so now it's, they've kind of, they imply that they're assembling a group of villains to stop death, but that really, I mean, they really kind of fail plot-wise to, like, explain that and put that together. And the, the squad... They say like, oh yeah, this, like the Sinister Squad thing. Like this was more of like a prequel to a Sinister Squad movie because in the end, it's like, I guess now you have a and he looks at the camera superfluously, Sinister Squad, and then it cuts <clears> to a <throat> GIF of Leo DiCaprio, finger pointing, you know, snapping his fingers and pointing <laughs> at the screen. He hey, says hey, the thing. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, so this is more of the collection of that, but yeah, so we see that they've, you know, they do the whole like guardians of the galaxy, line them up on the, uh, in front of the, you know, the, the picture wall and like, you know, explain each of their things. So we learn about the big bad wolf. We learn about, uh, Bluebeard. you know, we learn about, um, and then Rumpelstiltskin who is, uh, his, his, you know, Hannibal mouth thing because his voice can convince people to do things he is the power of influence um so that's where our movie kicks off with with piper being caught basically um and right off the bat death you know pops in and is like hey man like what are you doing you know i'm after you and he's like ah shit and uh that's where we learn that you know basically piper did what he did to try to avoid the care the person of death not dying but to avoid death 
Um, and then we learn Goldilocks and Piper are off to catch, uh, catch bad guys, I guess. I, I guess. So there, there's this whole subplot that like death has this kind of cultish following of mortals called death's messengers. And like, they're chasing after Rumpelstiltskin to get back the mirror ostensibly. That's the, the cover story. Uh, we learn later that there maybe is more to it than that, but like, uh, we we keep seeing that this one messenger guy who who gets killed early on, but the the Carabos, uh has the ability apparently to summon death into a dead body, and she reanimates this corpse who then pretends to be Robert De Niro for the rest of the movie for the whole movie. <laughs> you talking? To me? Are you Rumpelstiltskin? Are you dying with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that that whole. I mean, I get it. You know, you need uh, kind of your your human, you know, your aid on the one side. Like, this is a very classic, like, I need to transition to this world, so I need somebody on the other side. You know, she plays kind of that, uh, what's it, Renault, who is the, who's uh, Dracula's human guy? Is that Renault? Is that what it's called? I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. Uh, but she's she's that person for him. But she also kind of... Uh, you know, in reference to Suicide Squad, the first Suicide Squad, she kind of has that um, enchantress kind of look to her. Like, she's got that very, like, tribe-like sure. looking, makeup-y, weird, I don't she, know. She wears a cloak and has a mouth full of pointy teeth that yeah. uh, seem very uncomfortable uh, for an actor to have to wear for long periods of time. Yeah, and have to, like, act out. Yeah, because you just constantly have to have your mouth open. Like, same thing with the Big Bad Wolf. He had the same sort yeah. of thing. He had the big, like, uh, lower like, canines. Almost like tusks. Yeah. He talk like this. Uh, it's, it's very hard to take anyone seriously when they're like that, especially when it's essentially a human that just has, like, wolf teeth in their lower jaw like that even like a full wolf jaw and not like they don't they don't look like a werewolf he himself was never otherwise wolfish uh he looked more like uh an orc out of makeup he looked i thought he was beast from beauty and the beast because they referred to him as a beast they were like oh Yeah. yeah this beast blah 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 and then finally someone was like you know, well, I'm the big bad wolf. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. But like, uh, if you like the beast, I don't know. Maybe, I kind of hate that, that I recognize that he was supposed to be the wolf right away because like, there's no reason. They like, they gave no. me no, no reason whatsoever to, to pick up on that. But I'm like, oh, yeah. that must, this movie is so bad. This must be the wolf. <laughs> right. That's I mean, <laughs> there's no other explanation here. This has got to be the only thing. We've we've got a we've got a piper who uh, who, who never pipes. No, nope. uh, he has a blow we, dart though. He has, so that's he has a really blow dart important. Yeah, that he uses exactly once. Uh, he pulls it out <laughs> as the one like, scene. Like, time to get to work, and like he pulls it out like it's a like it's pipe, like he's gonna go piping, and then he he hits someone with a blow dart. I, which uh, was dumb. You've got a you got a wolf with like who's just a guy with like sharp teeth. Yeah, and you've got like Alice who. I, I think most of the time her lines were just quotes from Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. I, d- I don't think there were very many like actual original lines for that character. It got it was, to it got to one point so bad where like she started speaking. I was like, "We get it. You're yeah. Alice from Wonder. Like we get it. Come on. Like of course, you're killing." 
She's got a little bobblehead of a rabbit that just like sometimes laughs at her. Yeah. And like half the first, like the, the first half of the movie is like narrated by the voice of the Mad Hatter, just like over the PA, but you don't see him until like the last 20 minutes or so. And he just like is like a junkie with a top hat. Yeah. I, that was like, it was like all of a sudden I was like, "Why is Jamiroquai here?" Like I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like what is happening right now? This is virtual insanity. <laughs> this, this is some virtual insanity. I mean, I do. I did appreciate that he. I I, I can appreciate the the direction in which they took the Hatter, where he's basically just like a stoned raver mm-hmm. that like you know, basically drops acid and can do a thing. I don't really know. They were very vague about what it is that he did because I don't really feel like any of the information he gave them was important because he was. they were like, oh, somebody died. And he was like, yeah, maybe someone else will die. But then, like, no one did. So I was like, "What? I don't really understand what the advice of this is. Well, I guess somebody died. But it was still like, this seems really vague and, like, I don't understand your purpose, Hatter. So, I don't think this is a particularly bold statement. But that's kind of <laughs> how I felt about this entire movie. Yeah. Like, I, I... Nothing happened. Like, there was no continuity of plot. There's, it, like, it still remains unclear what anyone was trying to accomplish and what actually happened. And, like, half the characters had no purpose. It... It kind of felt like, I mean, my my thing with this is that I felt like everybody just kind of ran around for a while. And yeah. then the very end was like, all right, guys, we've been running around for like an hour now. Let's just do something. And then a thing happened and the movie ended and that was it. And I was kind of like, oh, well, oh, okay. Um, because like the worst part about it, and this was this is the part that um, this is a bad writing thing. Is that so the thing happens? So the end of the movie, you know, or, or one of the things we learn is that Death tries to make a deal with Rumpelstiltskin. And the deal is, is that Death inhabits Rumpelstiltskin's body. And because mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin's magic and kind of lives outside of the multiverse of this world, he can just immortally live inside of Rumpelstiltskin's body and live and exist in this world. In exchange, Rumpelstiltskin will go live basically rule hell by the eye of Sauron. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's what it looked like in the movie. It, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> and and Rumpelstiltskin will basically get to rule in hell indefinitely. And so that's kind of, it's a kind of like a body switch, basically. And Stiltskin's kind of like, I don't really like this deal. And Death is like, I could just, you know, or, you're, you know, this Alice is just going to fucking blow you up. So it's either you blow up or you do this deal. And he's like, I think I'd rather blow up. But, like, it also implied in the beginning of the movie that Rumpelstiltskin set this deal up to begin with. So it was also like, wait, why don't you want the deal? Like, you spent the, the whole middle of the movie telling us that you wanted this deal. You told fucking, what's her name, Carabas, that, or Gelda, that's what you were going to do. So I don't understand. And like, he and several other characters came from some other universe. Mm-hmm. Presumably, I'm going to say the thing. Through the looking glass. Ah, you did it. 
<laughs> and it's unclear whether he like the looking glass, uh, the the portal between worlds was also the magic mirror. It's implied that that may be the case, but he sure. also broke the magic mirror. Yes, but he also gets power from the magic mirror, and supposedly had shards of it, or was hunting down shards. And it's unclear if he was hunting down the shards because they gave him his magical power. Or if he was you know, trying to prevent death from getting his hands on him, it was implied originally that he's trying to prevent death from getting his hands on it. And then it was like, oh, you just need it because that's where your power comes from. But he still had some power, but then he didn't. But then he was close to some some little like slivers of the mirror, and he kind of had some power, but then he didn't again. <sighs> Somebody tell me what's it. <laughs> So somebody so, tell me what happened in this movie. But that's the confusing. That it was is, supposed to be our job. We were yeah. supposed to tell the people what happened. <laughs> what happens in and the movie? I don't know. I don't even know. It's it's just really weird because the the motivation for any of the driving plots don't like don't make sense. Like, why is Alice collecting the the Sinister Squad people to begin with if it's only to to fight death, but she didn't even know about death. She finds out about death like after having collected all of them. Like she didn't even know that that was going down. Mm-hmm. She was just after Rumpelstiltskin and then he was like, and then they find out about the death cult thing and she's like, oh shit, that sounds bad. We should do something about that. Goldilocks and Piper go after it. So like it's very scattered. And the other thing is, is like, this is the bad thing. So the big, big ending, the cool, I guess the big thing that happens is, you know, Rumpelstiltskin has his bracelet on. Mm-hmm. He finally gets free. And remember the original deal was death was going to take his body. He was going to rule in hell. And he shakes hands with the Carabas, who's in the middle of doing the ceremony. And when she he shakes- had basically just inhaled death into her from, from De Niro's body. Yeah, so the idea was is that they were going to shake hands and then death was going to transition into Stiltskin's body. Rumpelstiltskin would would transition into death's quote-unquote body in hell. But as he shakes hands, he had compelled Alice to blow them up, basically. So the thing is, is that when that happened, when that happened, I was like, oh, so he just kind of sacrificed himself so that death doesn't win and then he just dies anyway. I was like, all right, I mean, cool for him, I suppose. Yeah. But then in the end, they spend like 10 minutes explaining what he actually did. And I'm like, so what he actually did was he he got his half of the bargain, but death didn't get his, but you don't know how, like how did that happen? But they I'm had like, to actually explain it. And I was like, that sh- you shouldn't have had to explain that. They didn't tell us what happened to death. Um, mm-hmm. and then like, <clears throat> as Alice, like, like, so, okay. So we, we gotta go back to the, the beginning, uh, when Alice, uh, first captures Rumpelstiltskin and they've got the, the, the Hannibal Lecter muzzle on him and he obviously he can't speak because they don't, they don't want him to be able to, uh, potentially uh, manipulate people just in case he does still have some power, which again, it's unclear at any point whether or not he does. Yeah. Uh, she does this whole thing. We're like blink twice if we have a deal and. You know, so of course there's a callback to that when he like leans in and whispers and you see his eye light up because like, ah, gotcha. He had some powers after all. And he compels her to to do this thing, but like he's whispering. So we don't know what he says. And then he, you know, he goes and and does the the deal. Um, She hits the button that somehow only blows up 
him and uh, you know, Rumpelstiltskin and Carabas, because apparently they're the only two that had uh, the bracelets on, although uh, Gelda definitely did as well. And I'm like, why wouldn't uh, the at least the, the wolf and Bluebeard, because they were also... Uh, "Quote unquote bad guys that were were captured." I mean, so, Bluebeard is he tries to kill Goldilocks like even up to the very end. So like just it, repeatedly, yeah, until she finally stabs him with one of his wives. Yeah. Um, spoiler, I guess. Um, I mean, but like as the the scene wraps up and everyone's like high five and like hey we saved the day and like one of the the Tweedle brothers is magically alive again even though they were both killed throughout the movie oh yeah they're they're there as well Tweedledee and Tweedledum yeah because of course uh, and one of them is magically back to life but not the other um, and she walks away with this like ha I got him look on on her face <laughs> but like. Then she confronts this, you know, one of the the death's messenger corpses, uh, who apparently is now in inhabited by Rumpelstiltskin instead of death, and that's when we get the whole thing where like he explains the plot to her, even though she should have known because she was part of it. Also, 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 how does a wristwatch blow up a body entirely? Just like. Like, as though like, it blew like up it's from a, the center. As, yeah, as though it exploded from outward, from, you know, from inward, and uh, uh, like uh, <clears throat> magic, Caleb. You <clears throat> you're overlooking the most obvious uh, answer. Uh, it's magic. And I am not that. overlooking the most obvious answer. <laughs> the most obvious answer is shit writing. And so the other thing uh, is, which was another weird thing too, that kind of led me astray is, is a little bit before Rumpelstiltskin's whole thing. He kills his girl. So him and Carabas are like totally into it. Like they're a couple, but it's weird because with her, he's like, Hey, no baby. Like I totally love you. And then he kind of like, looks like, just kidding. Every time at the camera, even when it's only the two of them, and even and when he talks to anybody else, he was like, "Weird sound effects, like boing boing, ring ring." And it's weird because even when he talks to the other Sinister Squad people, he's like, "I don't care about her. Like, I just need her for blah blah blah." So, like, you don't actually think that he actually likes her. It seems like he's just using her connivingly. Mm -hmm. He ends up killing her, mm -hmm. and then like whispers in her dead ear, like you don't understand, you know, it had to look real. This is the only way. And I was like, oh, so she's not actually dead. I was like, he's, you know, she, she's in on the plan where she's going to pretend to be dead. And then in the last moment, spring into action and ha ha. No, she's fucking dead. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> he then just rains down in hell with her because he's dead. She's dead. And then he brings back to life the wolf who dies because mm -hmm. uh, Bluebeard stabs him. One of the Tweedledee got, I don't know why only one. That yeah. didn't make any sense. Uh, maybe because it was only played by one actor and they ran out of uh, <laughs> CGI money to to double up. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but it was just it was just really weird because it was like, oh, I got it. They're like plotting this together, but then it just it was just this complete right turn and it didn't make sense and it was just like, I it was just very confusing the whole movie. It's also entirely unclear. It. it it's implied that Goldilocks dies from the, the the magical power of the knives when she stabs Bluebeard. But then, of course, she's back. So, like, what, did she actually die in, like, 
Rumpelstiltskin resurrected her out of some form of like you know sense of obligation or something like that, or you know like ah we we were pals once in life, uh, or did she not actually die? Just like passed out from fatigue, like. Uh, yeah, a Piper pretty, was another one who pretty positive. Yeah, the Piper died, but like he gets he's sacrificed uh, yeah. as part of. The, he was the the sacrificed body for the ritual. Well, and there's this whole thing where like Alice has Death Scythe. It's just like hanging out in her armory, which is apparently never locked, and anyone can just wander there at any time. But that's yeah. like a pivotal thing that like the whole plan that Death has like. Uh, that rests on you know him getting that back from her, and she makes no effort to stop him whatsoever. No, but like says several times, like, "Oh, we have to get you know, like Piper. Can you get to the armory? That's where the important thing is." And I'm like, "Oh, she's talking about the side." But then like he never goes there, and that's where uh, Rumpelstiltskin stabs Gelda. Like. What? And the thing is, she tells everybody where it is. Like, Every, she doesn't hey, even the, like you. Hey, the, the thing we're hiding is it, in that unlocked it, room upstairs that nobody ever goes to. Like, so when you get to, you're going to turn left. When you get, you're going to want to turn right, but it's actually left up the stairs, second door. But don't go there. <laughs> Fun fact, none of the security cameras point down that hallway. Yeah. It's, it's, it was really, it was a glaring oversight in the building design. But what can you do? And, and we only have two security people, apparently, and you've already killed both of them. So there is just <laughs> nobody there. This so stay away. <laughs> Cut rate operation here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, because uh, I mean nobody worked in this building except for like the main people. Um, <laughs> you know, I I don't think this was a uh, this wasn't a COVID film, was it? No, twenty sixteen. No, so this definitely there's no excuse to be like ah, I was a small cast because of whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but I mean, so there's all of that. I. I like, I mean, as annoying as she was, I like the idea of Alice, you know, kind of be, the implication is that Alice was the one that was really mad the entire time, you know, in, in reference to like her own little universe. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. the Mad Hatter, it wasn't, you know, the Hare or the Queen. She was the crazy one. I mm -hmm. kind of like that. I like that take is that she's the one who is actually mad. Also, in in keeping with the the original story, it's definitely implied that Alice is from. We'll say that this is our universe because who the fuck knows right. where they're actually setting this. But Alice is from the 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 like human universe, and everyone else. Well, like we don't know where Goldie and the Piper came from, but again, like it's implied that everyone else came from this other universe, but also like Neverland exists, not Neverland, Wonderland, Neverland probably exists too. Right. Fuck. Like what the fuck yeah. do I know? <laughs> There's probably some sort of Peter Pan crossover somewhere. Yeah. Peter Pan's sitting on the other side being like, not, not in this movie. Like, maybe, maybe in the next one. Yeah. That sounds like grown up work. Yeah. I don't, I don't see any kids here. <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. Fighting death, that sounds like grown-up work. I'm going to fly. <laughs> and then I'm going to crow. End, <laughs> and at the very end, oh, shit, there was a pirate this whole time? What the hell, guys? <laughs> no one told you me there was a pirate. told me there was a pirate. Come on. Bluebeard looks like a pirate. Bluebeard looks He's like He's not, pirate. but he looks like one. But he looks like a pirate. I thought that's what he was. Uh, yeah, so... so it's weird. The, the whole Piper Goldilocks thing was also kind of weird. I mean, that definitely felt like... They, were they friends? Were they former lovers? Right. Mm. Like, did they just co-workers? 
Like, was Goldie in love with uh, with the wolf? Uh, does she have a does she have a thing for like big hairy men with sharp teeth? And like, is she she's not over Papa Bear? Uh, <laughs> right. I mean that 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 takes that story into a completely no. different direction. Where Papa Bear's like. What is this woman doing in our bed? Yeah. Uh, this weird, right? <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't know who this is. <laughs> that was just right. Oh, oh, she says that a few times too. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, like it's implied that maybe there's like a, it was uh, Enchantress and uh, um, uh, Croc, right? No, Enchantress and, um, well, Ric Flair. Ric Flair? Nope, that's Rick not Flair. it. Rick. Oh, wait, uh, no. Because Enchantress who was, was dating Rick, uh, America Boy, there. Who is in love with Killer Croc? Didn't uh, that wasn't like Poison Ivy or Harley? No. I mean, I re- I'm tr- I'm like reminiscing back to the Batman animated oh, series. Maybe. I think in the comics uh, it is occasionally Poison Ivy. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like wasn't wasn't one. Yeah, in the comics it is Poison Ivy. And in Batman the anime series, but I thought that in the fucking in the movie somebody somebody loved Croc, but maybe I'm. Oh, I don't uh, remember. I don't even remember watching that movie. I know that I did. Yeah, uh, that was a movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know what? There. Uh, I I don't know if you've watched the show, but if it is Enchantress. Are, I'm right. I'm oh, right. Enchantress, Enchantress and Croc. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because okay, because I, I was also around the time that that movie came out. I was following uh, a Suicide Squad comic, oh, and yeah. I remembered Enchantress uh, and and the Croc being a being a thing. There's there's some unsettling panels from <laughs> that run. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. Uh, is... You know what? Don't yuck other people's yum. Um, right. People get down on that. That's great. Um, you know, yeah, so, so Croc the, deserves love too. <laughs> so the Pied Piper and the Goldilocks thing kind of reminded me of the relationship uh, in the show Lucifer as the the ex husband and wife. Um, it, so like that's kind of so I know if you've never watched it, but for those of you who have watched it, it kind of reminded me uh, of them. I you know what I did actually like that show. It's one of those silly shows that like I don't know. I still. It was one of those shows where I was like, this isn't good, but I'm still going to watch it. Oh, yeah. So Decker and Espinoza uh, are the fun. two characters. It is fun. It definitely <sighs> it definitely was one of the shows where I was like, this show would have been so much better if it could have had a higher rating than it did, like uh, like content rating, because mm-hmm. the show is about like Lucifer being very decadent, and he talks about like having orgies and stuff like that all the time, but it was on like NBC or something, or like Oh, Fox. like members of Congress. Right. Ah. <laughs> Do some hey! coke and have an orgy. Um, and so, uh, I still don't believe that story, by the way, because again, I hold to the belief that no one would ever invite Madison Cawthorn to a party, ever. Got him. He's <laughs> <laughs> just not going to uh, happen. So... Speaking of the the rating of this film, so I went into this having seen on IMDb at least on the the mobile. I don't see it. Uh, yeah, it's not on the face, in the web on, part on the yeah. web. But there's all the like the content uh, ratings, and it's like you know violence and blood, severe, blah blah blah, language severe, sex and uh, and nudity severe. I was like, all right, well, That's at least what I it's good too. At least it's going to be a party. And then when right. you told me Juniper was watching it with you and I hadn't quite finished yet, I was like, 
like, I mean, at this point I haven't seen anything, uh, but maybe. And then, you know, I got to the end and I looked again and saw it was rated TV 14. I'm like, all right. So like it actually was fine, but like, yeah, that, like there was some, some violence. But I mean, like, it was nothing more than you would see on like once upon a time. It's the same kind of like they rip people's hearts out there and there's blood and stuff like that. Like it really wasn't that violent. I don't yeah. even think anybody swore at all. I don't recall ever hearing a swear word, but I mean, maybe I'm mistaken. I think somebody said like you son of a bitch or something. Um, Yeah. So I, I looked at that as well and I saw, I saw one TV 14 and I was like, oh, I was like, eh, it's probably just, you know, a swear word here and there and some blood. I was like, okay. And then I look in the parental guidance thing and I saw severe, severe, severe. And I was like, oh, shit. So yeah, I clicked that's... on the severe for, for like sexual content and nudity. And it says a woman is referenced as an escort. And that was it. And I was like, that. that... And then I looked at the violence and it said like, somebody slits their own throat. A lot of people die from bullet holes. And I was like. Who fucking ranked what? that? Was Kenneth Copeland? <laughs> right. I was like, this is severe, my dude. <laughs> like, let me show you some of the ratings that were like moderate. That was like full <laughs> frontal nudity, full full rear nudity male, uh, sexual scenes. <laughs> so I was like, Jesus, like that was moderate. You wrote severe just because oh. someone was like, he's expecting an escort and that's it. <laughs> I can I can vote on these things too. Yeah, gonna... you can even say like, this is not helpful. <laughs> Or you could even be like, there was no nudity in this movie. Yeah. I, or I sexual just, content, because there was none, by the way. There, there was, was none. none. Just like yeah. I said, the only thing is that she says, oh, he's expecting an escort, but that's it. Yeah. The, uh, the, the content warnings for this movie are, uh, it's a bad movie. Yeah. That, I mean, the, that's, yeah. The content is bad. That's yeah. the only warning that we uh, here on Team Nahoit have to offer you. Yeah, I... Um, I would say that this movie is bad for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it's bad because it doesn't identify itself as a sequel in a way that would make, I mean, like, look, you're, this movie is not like if any Marvel movie comes out this year, any Marvel movie, no matter what character, they could pull in the fucking dime, you know, like, you know, five cent comic random one-off characters and make an entirely standalone film. It was like Marvel presents, you know, fucking Joe Schmo, the superhero. And everyone would be like, gotcha. This is part of the larger Marvel universe. I understand mm -hmm. completely because they've established that and they're very well known. You're, these movies are not known so, like, you're going to make a movie like this, you do kind of have to inform the audience a little bit. Because if I did zero research, like, we, you looked this up. I mean, we did research for the show. But if you stumbled across this movie, yeah. watched it, and then left, you'd be like, well, that was a fucking terrible movie because I didn't understand. Like, it felt like it started in the middle of the movie, and I didn't understand half of these characters, and nobody ever explained them when it should have started by recapping or tying it into some other movie or named some other movie. So that's one reason why this is a really bad movie. Well, and I also, I realized that I misspoke earlier when I was talking about the, the, like the, the asylums, like comic cinematic universe knockoffs, uh, forgetting that, uh, they are attempting to do both Marvel and DC's. So the Avengers Grimm, the Avengers Grimm Time Wars, and uh, Sinister Squad would exist as their own separate mini cinematic right. universe. And then so the Avenging Force and all those other like Marvel knockoff characters 
with the exception of the Black Bat, who is apparently in the Avenging Force rather than right. being the the DC adjacent. Like, I, like what? What a time to be alive! Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's copyright copyright infringement, anyways? Uh, um, we're fair, fair we're use. gonna we're gonna take both uh, like the, the the big comic universes and knock them both off. And do a real bad job at both, and uh, nobody could do anything about it. And nobody's gonna do anything about it, right? Uh, what is you know uh, it's satire? So. So that's so that was one reason why they're bad movies, right? Is because you go into this movie thinking that it's, you know, not knowing it's part of a larger universe and kind of being picked up in the middle of a story and just being like, I don't know what's going on. None yeah. of the characters are being developed because they already seemingly have. So I just don't know what's happening. So bad yeah, on that part. Even the 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 Suicide Squad movie that this is modeled after, like we knew that it was part of a very loose association of DC movies, and it had some connection with those. We already, we, we knew going into it that that was going to happen. And they spent some time setting up the characters, but they didn't need to do a shit ton because here you go, that this world exists, now let's move on. Right. But we didn't, we, we as, as watchers of Sinister Squad didn't have that. Yeah. Uh, the next part is uh, the plot of this movie, although, you know, is is very generic, like, a, a band of misfits need to team together to stop a crazy big evil that never actually goes through fruition. Everybody, there is never a moment where everyone's like, we're going to team up and do the thing right. Like there's kind of like individual moments of that, but there never is one moment where they're like, ah, let's, our team is together and we're going to do it. Everybody's still kind of fucking off and doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And much like our movie last week, there is a moment where somebody is ac- acting hysterical, mansterical, yeah. and a kiss snaps them out of it. Although I did like that she did follow it up with a slap across the face. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, referring to Goldie and the Wolf. Mm. Where he's like gone into a rage. This is kind of like the the Hulk, uh, you know, Natasha Romanoff thing. And he's like, I can't stop. And she, he's like yelling at her and he's like, I'm going to kill everyone. And she kisses him. Mind you, he has giant claws that are giant uh, jaws that are about to chomp her. So putting your face close to that seems like a very bad idea. It's very poorly thought out. So she kisses him and kind of like pushes him back a little bit. And he's like, and she's like, there, are you better? And then slaps him. And he's like. I'm with you. And I was like, I'm not with you. I I'm, hope you fucking tear everybody apart. <laughs> I'm not with any of this. I, uh, hi, I, I, uh, I am not with this. Uh, <laughs> can I get, can I leave now? Is this... We aren't with them. Yeah, we're, we're not with, we're, we're not with them. <laughs> no, 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 none, none for me. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, I, I'll just pack it up. Um, yeah. And then of course, you know, the obvious one, it's it looks very cheesy. Uh, the costumes are very like theater, like leftover theater things. Everything is done in a way that's like I, honestly. I mean, we'll we'll cut to the chase here. Should you watch this movie? No, you shouldn't. No. In and if anything about this entices you about the idea of, um the uh like the fairy tale people all coming together just go watch once upon a time just go watch that it's it's my i've only seen like two episodes 
like I said, my kid loves it. Her and her mom watch it all the time, like watch the whole series. They absolutely loved it. It's probably miles better than this. So go watch that if you want to see fairy tale people go. The one the one kind of positive thing that I will say about this is the cast. I, listen, I don't think I don't think the acting is good in this, but I don't think that that's the actor's fault. I think the actors each did exactly what they needed to do with what they were given. I don't think they had much room to be better uh, because they were given garbage and they 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 polished it up as best they could. Uh, yeah. So I, I I will say that each each one of these characters uh, or each one of these actors acted their hearts out on these characters. They really did. I mean, uh, Bluebeard. I think he did really good in this. I was, I did like the Mad Hatter in this as well. Like his creepy. character was stupid, but like. It was cool. Goldilocks, I thought she was cool. Alice, like I like I I think the Alice characters. I love the idea of Alice being a, the mad one and basically bringing all her weirdo fairy tale mm-hmm. people into the world and her just doing like kind of gray hat stuff. I like that, that idea. That is part of what makes me angry about finding out that this is part of a a series of films and like that. That itch to say, well, now I've seen this, I need to, to see the whole thing for it to, to make sense. Because I know it's not going to make sense. And I know that I will I if I if I won't if I go down that road, I will be very angry with myself. Um, yeah. but there is something to this concept, and you know, these these characters as they were cast. Uh, with better writing and, I mean, I can't even say with a better budget because I'm sure the, the Asylum does fine. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, their budgets are always in the couple of million dollars. Like, they they definitely can pull this off. Yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, it doesn't look like there's a budget listed this, but if I had to guess, I'm going to guess this movie was probably made for at least a million dollars. Like, take the, the, the this whole series of films and I don't, like... Maybe don't try to do a like a DCU knockoff. Don't try to do a Justice League and Sinister, like, <laughs> Justice League and Suicide Squad uh, thing, or like even worse, like don't try to do an Avengers knockoff, but set it in a, a DC knockoff universe with fairy tale characters. Like none of that makes any sense at all. But like the general idea of a Suicide Squad ish uh, plot line with these characters you've got room to work with that. Like there is something there. And I think that this cast as it stands could have pulled that off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I, you know, I agree with you. There is, there is an idea there. Uh, definitely. There is definitely an idea there. Um, but it, it got muddled, uh, with all mm-hmm. of this. Uh, mm-hmm. so I mean, at this point, I mean, it's, it's far gone at this point. So definitely just, just don't. No, just just don't and watch Once Upon a Time. Uh, that is that is really the the correct answer, I guess. Or just watch Suicide Squad. I know people shit on that movie, but like, it's way better than this. And I mean, I would just watch I the Suicide it. Squad, which was fantastic. But I, you could you also know, watch Suicide Squad. Or both. I liked them both, honestly. Like, I I did not have issue with the 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 first Suicide Squad movie. I didn't. I enjoyed it. It, it gave me what I wanted. It gave you what you wanted. Yeah. Um, I would have turned the brightness up a little bit, but uh, yes. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, so there it is. Uh, sorry, guys, we we watched the wrong movie again. I, I we'll, this is we'll, kind of unacceptable on our part. We'll make it up next week. We'll we'll get it right. Yeah. We, so we were watching. So next week we were watching the Fast and the Furious. It, we're doing it right. We'll get it right this time. I promise. But you know what? Hey, thanks for sticking through the whole episode, even even though we messed up. That yeah, was really yeah. great of you. We super that, appreciate it. That means a lot to us. It really yeah. does. Uh, you know, so if you haven't hit that follow button or subscribe button, make sure to do so. Uh, you're notified whenever we get brand new episodes, which is every Sunday and Thursday. Uh, you know, been doing it for years, but yeah, hit that subscribe button so you're notified every time we have a brand new episode. We'd super appreciate it. And of course, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest friends. It is the least you can do. Just minimum. Uh, so there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we will see you next time. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller Series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.